In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. This episode of the Man Card Podcast is from an interview done with Vince Miller. Enjoy this episode. And welcome to the Man Card Podcast, where we focus on real men doing real life in real time while living in the stress bubble of life. Males are born, but men are made. We're going to separate the men from the boys. A man is as a man does. We want to help you to become the best version of you. Theodore Roosevelt spoke about this rare breed, saying, The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood. The man card belongs to those protecting integrity, fighting apathy, pursuing God passionately, leading courageously, and finishing strong. A man is as a man does. Enjoy today's episode. Hello, guys. Welcome to the show. Dale, thanks for being with us today. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Yeah, Jim, welcome again. Man, it's just always great to be with the events. I'm just honored, man. Thank you. Yeah, I I really appreciate what you guys are doing with men. There's not enough of us out there working. This is a thankless, very difficult ministry, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and we all know that, but you know, there's men listening today, and they care to listen, and they're investing in their spiritual life as they listen to us. And I know something that's deep on both of your hearts is how a man lives on mission, right? Each and every one of us live on a mission, whether we realize it or not, right? We mm-hmm. are we're navigating down some road, and when you look back, we can see our mission. It's determined by the wake that we leave mm. and the people that are in our path. And uh, I know that you guys talk to men all the time that are struggling to find a mission in their life. Uh, could you speak for just a moment about the guys that you're encountering and how they are aloof to the mission that God has for them? Would you say it's true? that many men are looking for purpose and mission out there and struggling to find it in the world. Well, yeah, I I would say that's true. And I I see a lot of men, they, they feel like they haven't really accomplished anything. They're looking for something to do bigger than them. Um, Some men, they knew that when they were younger, but they ignored that for their career and to make money, to buy big things, and to have fancy stuff. And then they get older, and they look back, and they go, you know what, I remember there was a time I was called to do something great for the kingdom, and I ignored that. And um, now they're going, and one guy in particular, 35 years later, I remember that call. 
and I need to start stepping into it. How do I do that? Well, well now, now Dale, now you are a guy who has done that. I know Jim has done this too, but you, you guys have seen this happen, but you've been a part of that story too. You guys have made some sacrifices to step into this <laughs> men's effort, right? Right. Like, oh, yeah. You're, yeah. you're choosing uh, maybe about poverty, you know, or a uh, greater challenge. You guys could have done other things maybe, but you stepped into this. What what compelled you for – let's turn to Jim now. Jim, what compelled you to step into this thing? Well, I mean, I think that what compelled me was as a youth pastor for 25 years, I realized after reflection that the number one cause of teenagers in my ministry and their struggles in life was an absent, either figuratively or literally an absent father. And that wrecked me. And when I realized that, I thought, man, we have got to fix the men. And then if you look at church budgets, church budgets do not reflect the value of men in the Bible. In the Bible, when a man gets it, everyone wins. In the Bible, when a man gets saved, his family gets saved. So, but And statistically, we even see that. I, there's a Baptist press survey that says when a man gives his life to Christ— there's a 93% chance his whole family will follow. But if a woman gives herself to Christ, there's only a 17% chance the whole family will follow. And what's that 17%? The man. He's stubborn. <laughs> so we have to target the men. If we target the men, we'll get the family. But the church has got it backwards. They target the family, but they don't get the man. That, that's interesting. Uh now, as, as we talk about those kinds of statistics, right, we're beginning to hear that there's something pivotal about getting a man. Mm -hmm. But there's also the reality that this man may not be living on mission. He may be just fulfilling personal dreams. And he's yes. off chasing dreams, and he's leaving his family alone. He's leaving his spiritual mission alone, and therefore he has really vacated his role. And I hear you saying that as a youth pastor, you were seeing a lot of this and it moved you and it moved you mm -hmm. to action to solve a problem. But how do we and maybe I want to turn this to Dale. Dale, how do we get men engaged? I mean, if this is really true and men are getting drawn away by the uh, the power of their own, whether it be their own personal vision or something that's worldly, how do we draw them back in? Well, I think for me, it's, uh, I am super relational. And uh, so I'm about building relationships with people, pulling them into what I'm doing um, and just being real. And uh, I had one guy tell me, he said, what I love about you is that you're 50% uh, um, religious and spiritual, and another fifty percent of very irreverent, and I feel like you're just a real, <laughs> a real person, and uh, I want to know more. And so I take them on a journey and um, watch them. Now that individual is on my Great Hunt for God team, and we're we're helping him navigate through this thing of uh, of being a man and leading. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're you what you're doing or what you're saying, I think Dale is that. You're just being real with other guys. Yeah. You're helping them to understand that their struggles are real. You're drawing them in, and you're having deeper, more meaningful conversations with them about what is purpose, what is meaning. Now, Jim, wouldn't you say that, that guys out there are searching for purpose? 
Oh yeah, here here's the I wrote this down instantly because it just resonates. The problem with I think men is we identify our identity is wrapped up in our careers. And what I want to say to men and so when we wrap our identity in our career, the problem with careers is uh, like a podcast we recorded a while back events, the careers end. Then what do I do? <laughs> I retire into yeah. this la- this land of drifting. And you never drift upstream, you drift downstream. And so a man who's purposeless, who's who's retired, he, he struggles uh, because he's identified his whole life with what he does. Get into a circle of men uh, and, and watch how they interact. The first thing they'll say is, hey, bro, what's your name? The second thing they say is... What do you do? What do you do? do? And so I just want to share with men, man, who you are is not what you do. You're something Mm -hmm. way deeper than that. God has designed men for a mission. He's designed men for a purpose. So I would say to guys, what is that thing you think about when you're working? What is that thing Mm -hmm. that wrecks you? What is that... That, that, that thing that really deeply, deeply on a soul level bothers you. And that is possibly what these guys are missing, that mission, that purpose, that that Popeye moment when they're wrecked and impassioned by something else. Okay, I want to unpack that image that you just planted in my mind right there, that Popeye piece. So I want to, I want to unpack that here in a second. But uh-huh. let me recap what I hear both of you saying. It's, yes, men are looking for purpose. They're mm-hmm. looking for mission except they get drawn in by the vices of the world Mm -hmm. and they get sucked in by their identity or the things that they think that they want. Mm -hmm. And what you're saying is we identify with those things, but we need to identify with something more. Our identity is not based in what we do. It's based not necessarily in who we are currently today. It's in who God is calling us to be. And you believe it sounds like that that is that is what men are looking for. They're looking for true, what I've, I've always called it, convergence, right? Yes. True mission, true purpose. And then you threw in this, this idea, and I don't understand what it means yet, but can you please explain to me what you meant by Popeye moment? I wonder if that captures a, a concept that uh, goes along with this idea. I'm going to let Dale speak to that one, Vince. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Jim and I both were at this conference and uh, we heard a, a pastor speak about this. And so the Popeye moment, you, we all remember Popeye the Sailor Man. And when... Well, when, not not everybody remembers Popeye the yeah, Sailor Man. Only the people, so. Yeah, only the people over 45. I guess. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm 44. <laughs> oh, so, never mind. So <laughs> yeah. Popeye the Sailor Man, uh, the cartoon or the movie, uh, yeah, whenever right. olive oil would get captured and Pluto, I guess was his name or Brutus, he, or yeah. Brutus or whatever his yeah. name is, <laughs> he would, he would capture her, tie her up, you know, maybe Popeye would get punched in the face, knocked down and he's off to the side, you know, and he would just get so ticked off and he can't take it anymore. And he says, I can't stands no more. And he'd pop out the spinach. He would, uh, somehow get the spinach to go down his pipe that was hanging out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. And he would ingest the spinach, which would then give him supernatural strength, and he would go in there and beat the tar out of Brutus. And so, you know, what's that thing in your life, men, that uh, you just can't stay, sit on the sidelines anymore and allow to happen without you doing something? And, and it might be, you know, the imagery of uh, chasing hell and, and storming it with a squirt gun, but you're going to do something to uh, push back that darkness. You're going to do something to solve that problem. And so it might be that you're wrecked by uh, kids 
that don't have a father figure. And so you say, I'm going to help out with junior high youth group or high school youth group or children's department of your church or softball or, or whatever. Uh, you're going to get in the game. And you're going to start helping out. Um, sex trafficking is just, you're like, there's no way that I'm going to allow another five-year-old girl to be uh, put into that. And so I'm going to help. I'm going to put my resources there, my energy there. And so we all need to have that Popeye moment and push back the darkness. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's really good. So we have, now what I'm hearing from you guys is as you work with men, you would say definitively men are looking for purpose. Absolutely. They get drawn in by the vices of the world, unfortunately, right? Mm-hmm. And and because of that, we have to help them to see or become redirected. And if they can find that missional moment, that Popeye moment, that thing that they're passionate about, that converges with God's mission, mm-hmm. right? That they therein will find deeper fulfillment. And out of that, they find great joy and purpose. And it's not purpose found in the things of this world. It's purpose is found in things of God and thus greater fulfillment, bringing us back to the beginning of what you were talking about, Jim, that the guys are really looking for that fulfillment, but they're just looking in the wrong places. Well, the the problem so, that we, sorry, Vince, I'm sorry, Vince. No, go ahead. The, the problem go is ahead. with men is we are made to conquer. We are made to pursue trophies, but men typically pursue the wrong trophy. I just got out of a six day wilderness hunt in the snow with my uh, middle son Darby hunting mule deer. We could not find one. We hunted for a week. We pursued those stupid deer and we could, we have mule deer out here in blacktail. You guys have whitetail and we could not find those. You know, Jeremiah 29, 13 says, if you seek me with all of your heart, I will let you find me. And so the problem, the Great Hunt for God, which is the name of our organization, is not a hunting ministry. It comes from a Greek word found in Philippians 3.12 and Philippians 3.14, where Paul says, forgetting what is behind me, I press on. The the words press on in the Greek are one word. It's the word dioko. It's a running word that means to chase after. It's also a hunting word that means to stalk or pursue or to chase. And so the problem is that men pursue the wrong trophies. The ultimate trophy for a man who wants purpose is to pursue the God who created that purpose for him. And God will let us find that if we pursue him with everything we've got. Oh, gosh, that's awesome. Thank you for that. Oh, thank you for thinking and, it's uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Uh, here's why it's awesome. You went hunting and found nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, look, we could pursue God and he will find us every time. Oh, that's right? good, Isn't that, man. That's good stuff, man. And guys out there, if you're listening today to Jim and Dale, you need to hear that there is no other pursuit that's going to leave you empty handed Mm, with God. You leave it all in the field and he finds you Mm -hmm. and Jim Dale, you guys, thank you for what you're doing with a great hunt for God. Thanks for your ministry. And it is my great privilege to have you on the show. I pray God's blessing over you. Keep chasing after it and keep hunting uh, with other men as we pursue the kingdom together. This is Dale Culver, and you've been listening to the Man Card Podcast. Has your man card been challenged today? If you hunger to be the best version of a man, then purchase your own copy of the Field Guide, our bathroom book for men. Jim wrote this book for men who don't read books. 
It's a daily study of manly words explained with great stories. You will find enough entries to read one a day for an entire year. That's right, 365 daily readings on what a man is and does. Get your copy for you and your friends on our website at thegreathuntforgod.com. You will also find our five-book man card series. Grab several copies, recruit some friends, and champion the cause for men today. We are a donor-supported, non-profit organization with the mission to transform the lives of men and those they love. If today's podcast has inspired you, consider being a financial champion by going to The Great Hunt for God and click the Give link in the menu drop-down. Also, download The Great Hunt for God app today. It is available in all the app stores for all devices. It has videos, podcasts, our store, and many other links to the world of The Great Hunt for God. Thank you for listening, and good hunting. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men's from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.